Hi, welcome to Swordnet Radio. This episode is the Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition campaign, Doors. On the last episode, the group decided to try and get in out of the cold and away from the battle. They took refuge in the Lesser Guild Hall with a lot of refugees from the Foulberg. Before they could get the place barricaded, they were interrupted by Knuckles Lane, a fixer working for the Baron of Organised Crime in Kerber. He was rather insistent the group follow him for a chat. The group really didn't want to go, so Knuckles played his trump card, which surprisingly involved men from the town guard. The group were arrested for the murder of Boatman Barnes and were led to a cell in the castle. There, they had some interesting dreams and woke up... Ah, uh, changed. One of the dreams referenced a legend. That legend is The Legend of the Two Swords, which will be published later this week as a short story. Bleak seemed physically changed, whereas Rue felt more powerful and Gimbal felt more confident. And who knows what Karahad felt because Tom wasn't here last week. That morning, they met with a man who had organised their capture, Gareth Goulden, a high-ranking advisor to the real Baron, Baron Duke. He seemed to know a lot about the group and also seemed to have some magical abilities. Most of the group decided that they would play nice and have the chat that Gareth had planned on. Bleak, however, decided that he needed to make an impression. We're going to follow on immediately from the last scene of the last episode. The party was being led from the cells, and as they were moving through a door, Bleak decided that he would slam the door shut, excluding two guards, leaving two guards behind him on his shoulders and one guard directly behind him. He turned, and using his thieves' tools that he had secreted on his body, blinded two of the guards. He tried to headbutt the last guard, but missed. If you want to get in contact, it's swordnutradio at gmail.com, that's swordnutradio at gmail.com, or at swordnutradio on Twitter. If you want to say some nice things, that'd be awesome. If you want to say some not-so-nice things, that probably would be awesome, but I can't stop you. If you want to find us on Facebook, go ahead and search what's the worst that could happen. And if you can't think of anything to say, then just give us a random fact, because we love your random facts. On with the introductions. Hi, I'm Adam A. I play Gimbal Galloglass, an inhumanly small bard. Hi, I'm Biddy, and I play Rue, a human warlock. Hi, I'm Tom. I play Karahad, a dwarf fighter. I'll do mine in a bit. I'll <laughs> <laughs> okay, do it now. Try it. Just try it. Go on. <clears throat> Hi, I'm Mike. I play the half-breed Malorn. Awesome. See, you can do it. Sometimes. Unicorns do exist. <laughs> All right. Bleak roll initiative, you fucker. Uh, yeah, sorry, I roll five. I roll more than a five. So he's dropped into fighting stance and he's going to react in the first way possible, so he's not going to draw his sword because he's six inches from you, so he's just going to go for a grapple and try and get you to the floor. So uh, he rolls a seven uh, athletics versus, are you gonna, I take it you're going to do acrobatics? Yeah. So resist. Twelve. Twelve? Yes. Okay. So yeah, you can dance out of the way. Describe exactly how you're going to get out of the way of this guy. So he's got dropped into fight stance. Did you say he's gone to attack me? He's gone for a grapple, so he's like two hands for your neck, essentially. Like, because I've rolled so high, I kind of like quickly, like, Kung Fu bat him out of the way and like push him back. And then I go at him again for a, like, let's knock him out. So that was his, um, that was his action. For his move, he's going to try and stay up close to you. So you can sort of, maybe turn him around a bit, so he's going to sort of whip around. Mm -hmm. So you haven't got his back. But um, I kind of like I, I would hope that I've kindly put kind of put him off balance. No, but, um, you sort of pushed him, uh, as, you know, uh, like five foot away from you kind of thing. But he's he's on balance. It's okay. like he, he just went with it. Okay. Yeah. So, is it my roll for attack? This is your go. Do um, what you like. Because I've got no weapons, I'm I'm in hand to hand combat, so I'm gonna um, go to punch him. So, it's, uh, is that strength or dexterity? That is a strength. It's not going to be dex because you're, you're just trying to lay him out. Okay. okay. If you want to describe something else, 
and, and use your dexterity for it, I would I would kind of allow you to come up with something. Okay, so because uh, it's an enclosed room, would I be able to use momentum to kind of like spring myself off the wall and, and punch? So you've turned around, uh, backed him in, he's going sort of towards the table in the middle of the room. Yeah, um, and I've kind of like f- f- followed him, like gone to like... Seen it, it, it's like the fight scene in um, Daredevil, so you know where he, he pushes himself off the wall, it's like punched in the face. Cool, yeah, um, so you're, you're still very close to the wall, mm-hmm. so yeah, I mean, you could, you could probably do that if you want to roll me out um, athletics. Sure. It's 22. 22. Uh, let's give him a fair old chance at a defence rather than just his AC. Uh, it's nowhere near 22, uh, so yeah, you can do that. It's Roll me a d4 for damage, please. Mm-hmm. Or, do you want to forego damage and do something? I just want to knock him unconscious. Like, no, 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 not knock him unconscious, I just want to... Probably put him on off balance, really. Put him off balance. Do you want to roll a grapple? Yeah, um, sure. So, because you're not going to do damage, roll a grapple. Um, grapple isn't just grab a hold of the guy; it's something non, um, you know, sort of non-hit him in the face. So it could be um, maybe knock him to the floor, maybe do something. Because because in a grapple, you you it's assumed that you're going to grab hold of the guy and control them. Mm. If you want, and this is for everyone, if you want to do a grapple but forego that control. Um, just say, I want to achieve this, like I want to knock him over, I want to um, you know, knock the weapon out of his hand, stuff like that. That will be a grapple check, because that's fucking hard. So you don't get your bonuses. If I explain what I kind of want to do, I, I, I need to put it, I want to put him on the floor and like make, make me, put me in, the, in like the, the superior position so I can get something out of him. Do you want to do a flying armbar? Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's a hell of a grapple. Okay. okay. Yeah. Flying armbar. So, so you, you sort of push him back and you sort of run after him. Jump, you know, you're, you're, and he's expecting you to come full on, but your body kind of goes sideways, and you catch his arm, swing yourself around, and uh, clamp onto his other arm, and go down to the floor in this sort of armbar position. Okay. Okay. Well, that's what you're trying to do. Roll it. Is that? Uh, let's, so let's roll that. That is a that is a athletic. Sorry, uh-huh. that, that is a acrobatics. That's a nine. Okay. Versus his strength, athletics. That's a 13, so that's not going to hit. So he comes up, you try and grab him, but he doesn't actually go to the floor. So you're kind of like on one arm of him, trying to sort of, you know, wrench him around. Okay. Um, I'll let you let go if you want, but uh, yeah. He's yeah, as a, as a, like a, a pingy action, like a secondary action, I'll not disengage, but let go. Okay, so, we'll roll. Okay. Uh, at this point, the door bursts open, just flies open. Um, and you're kind of like squared with this with this guard um, and there's two guards with metal things in their eyes they're on the floor screaming and the door the door flies open kind of stops against the, the feet of one of them uh, and then sort of you know is quickly barreled through as he's knocked aside and this room quickly fills with guards uh, Gareth Goulden walks in sees what's happening sees these two guards there and these, these guards are going to sort of swarm around you and he just goes stop I made that they just on the dot, and he points at you and goes, "No, it's a wisdom saving throw." Five. I'm not very wise. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so as he points towards you and goes, "Stop," um, that command seems to ring in your head, and you feel like there are ropes around you, like drawing tight to your body, and you just can't move. Okay, am I, am I stop mid action? Yes. Okay. Shit. <sighs> 
Anything else you want to say after that? And he's going to walk forward towards you, and he's just staring at you, and he's still holding his hand up, pointing. It's sort of weird. You know, he's got his thumbs out and his little fingers slightly out as well as his index finger pointing at you. Can I talk? Yes, you may. Uh, but he's going to, as he walks towards you, he's just going to say to you, I understand you are a dangerous man. You must understand, so am I. I don't wish to hurt you, necessarily. I do not wish you any harm. Right now, I just want to talk to you. Well, you need to get an understanding. You need to get that hand out of my face, or I'll rip it off. Try. Obviously, I can't at this first moment in time. <laughs> well then, what motivation do I have to stop pointing? What motivation do I have to stop? Do I? Do I have to stop? <laughs> I'll stop. Thank you. Is is you say? It's still pointing. Still staring at you. And he will say, Mr. Lane informs me that you like to keep people guessing. That you're actually not a psychopath because you get jobs done. Psychopaths don't make good employees. I trust Mr. Lane. You're doing your best to try and prove him wrong at the moment. I'm interested to know why, but let's talk about it in a more civilised environment. Do we have an agreement? Yeah. Okay. Very well. And he walks away, sort of, you know, a few steps, um, and issues instructions to the guard. He's still pointing at you, um, and he says uh, to, to these, these guards, "Follow maybe slightly a bit further away." Uh, and uh, instructions to get these guys taken away um, and seen to. He says, "I believe we'll have to be keeping those implements, if you don't mind." Can I actually Might have be difficult them back, to remove. please? Um, and he'll, he'll think for a moment, so if we can remove them safely, they'll, they'll be returned to you. I can remove them. No, no worries. You'd do me the courtesy of allowing me to try first. I want them back, though. Very well. They, if we can't uh, return them, they'll be replaced. And his, as he backs away, there's like another it's like a couple of guards come in front of him, so he's protected from you, and then he closes his hand, and you okay. feel released. Okay. I'm going to like stretch, and I'm just going to stare at all of the guards in the room and just smile. Go on boys, breakfast awaits. Oh, you're done dicking around. Then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so these guys come, out, come uh, behind you and the tone has changed in this room a lot. Do you want to roll me an insight check? Please. Yes, insight. I'm going to stop prompting people to roll these, so if you don't ask, you don't get. Okay, 15. 15, yeah. Um, you know that this guy's attitude towards you the previous night was very much um, uh, less, I wouldn't say serious, but um, like he knew he was in the position of power. He knew, you know, he, it, it was almost um, condescending with, I know stuff about you. There you go. I've got, I've got shit on you. And now he, his response to you, he was genuinely interested in your ascent. When he asked, you know, do we have an agreement? That wasn't a condescending, you know, kind of, are you going to agree to this situation you have to agree to? He was actually asking you. Okay. Okay. So if not necessarily, you know, that, that you're, ne you're not necessarily equals, that's probably not ever going to happen, but... Um, it's a common... Oh, common. It's a... You've established credible threat. Yes. Yeah, okay. There is an understanding. 
Um, any of the rest of you want to do anything at all? Breakfast. Breakfast? Yeah. Breakfast. Breakfast. Roll fuckers. Roll fuckers. (laughs) No one came to help. No one did anything. You slammed the door in our faces. How are we going to help? You could have started on the other people in there. Yeah, not with an empty stomach. (laughs) Alright. Okay. I'm making a note that I'm... Like a character note that none of you helped. I was about to help. You have to be a team player. I very nearly helped by frostbiting your ass, so it would be easier for them to catch you, so you'd be less likely to get killed. Okay. I'll pay the note. <laughs> Just etched it on his arm, sorry. Yeah. At this point, you're, you're going to be led through um, up two floors to a large area that's kind of subdivided with kind of walls that you can move around. It seems like this is like one large open area, and there are a sort of you know, walls on stands, essentially, that you, you can move around. Um, so there's, like, gap uh, above the ceiling. And in one of these areas uh, is a, a table set up. It's about five foot long kind of table. It's not a huge banqueting thing. Uh, but there is food on it. And plates set out for all of you. There's, there's no plate set out for Gareth. Um, and three guards are going to sort of peel off from the detachment around you once you're in and they're going to set themselves at three corners of this room. Lane is going to, Knuckles Lane, he's going to uh, go and sort of lean against, he's going to sort of pull a chair out and uh, move it to a corner, but he's actually just going to stand by it and sort of lean up against this wall, which is pretty sturdy. It doesn't wobble when he leans against it. Uh, you are all sat facing what would be the, the, the inside of this room. Yeah, so you've got your backs to the, the main wall. And Gareth takes a seat at the head of the table. He has no plate, and he is content for you to eat. In fact, he's, he actually says to you, you know, uh, "Please eat. We, you know, uh, I won't uh, talk to you while you're eating." Dig in, yeah, dig in. I take, I take a small amount of everything on the table. <laughs> Put it on the plate. Mm-hmm. Cool. Epicurean. Gonna try it all. <laughs> Gotta catch them all. Crunchy the better. Yeah. Yeah, there, there, there is some um, some very well cooked pork products there. Um, some of it is sweet, some of it is savoury. Um, in fact, there is a like a, a small um, oblong fruit that looks a little bit shriveled up with a, a little sliver of some yellow stuff in it that tastes like nuts, uh, but doesn't have the texture. And mm. you've never experienced that before. That's that was cool. Can't get enough of those. It's almost like you're buttering this up. Or something. This is left over. Is there any wine on the table? There is no wine. There is um, uh, small beer. So there's alcohol. There is some alcohol on the table. It's not. You'd have to drink a lot of it to get pissed. No, no, that's okay. It's not what I'm, yeah. I need it for. So. Sm- small beer is basically like just a way of cleaning water. Mm-hmm. Okay. There is water out, but that's for your hands. Not to drink, because river water is icky. You're not having anything, Lane? Just says nothing. Nothing at all. You have, you have a hard time remembering even in the room. <laughs> so then, we've all got hearty, di- uh, hearty appetites, so you might be here a while waiting for us to actually finish eating, so you might as well... What have you got to say? We can talk and eat at the same time. Indeed. I have informed you the attack ended very quickly last night, and we believe it was a ruse to misdirect us from 
the tunnelling and kidnapping that went on. Did you hear the proclamation this morning? No, we were in the confines of a cell for that. Very well. Uh, you, you actually did hear some like cheering or something. Like, you knew that there was a proclamation, you just didn't hear it. Baron Jakiv has informed the town that the city funds will be used to rebuild. There were also many people reported missing from the town, which is a concern. Baron Jakiv has appointed one of his knights, Knight Captain Harson. The public were told that he would set out immediately upon a rescue mission. Unfortunately, while the attackers, we believe, were not a force sanctioned by any of the Hafio, and he looks around at you for any sort of recognition. Or anything of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that will be a history. Yeah, intelligence history. Eleven. Uh, oh wait, sorry. That's I'd, I'd say that only Ruin yeah. uh, <laughs> Gimbal would have the the right to know this kind of stuff. Yeah, I got eleven. Yeah, no. <laughs> what did you get? The uh, uh, four. Okay, uh, you get the common knowledge that the the Hafio are the people who are supposed to be in charge in Kotev. You know, everyone knows that Kotev is a lawless place. Um, it's internationally kind of renowned for it. Like, if you were to say what comes from Kotev, you'd say pirates or assholes. That is their chief export. Uh, and he sees the recognition in Gimbal's eyes. I, I suggest you uh, listen to your companion here. There is a legal auditing. Because they were flying colours of one of the noble houses, this makes this a declaration of war. And again, he sort of looks at Gimbal with a... Like, do you know anything about this? Uh, am I talking to anyone who knows anything about this shit? Uh, you want to roll for it? Sure, why not? Uh, which one did this be? This this will be history again. History again. Okay. Thirteen. Okay. Yeah. You, you do. You do. You do know this, and so you just you know, he's not going to expect you to espouse the knowledge, but uh, he is going to sort of oh, finally like he sees recognition on your face, and he's like, right, you're not all idiots. It doesn't mean. Because they were f- flying the colours of some house doesn't mean necessarily mean they were from that house. Precisely. However, legally, what it means is that as we are all in the Confederacy, the High Kingdom of Rayemsa, we must seek permission from the High King to press a just war. Otherwise, we risk annihilation. So, it will be at least a week before we can receive messages back. Therefore, Knight Captain Harson has already left the city as we speak, and he will garrison with one of the border barons. So not go seek... What? So he's going all this... So he's not going anywhere, then? If we were to say we would wait a week until we go to attempt to rescue the children of the great and good, and some less important people, of this city, what do you think would happen? But you're not sending him anywhere. You're just sending him to some baronetcy. Send him anyway, and then send a rescue party but as we have, well. But we have been seen to be doing something. But you're not know. doing anything. This is where you come in, Mister Lane. Here he looks over. Lane doesn't, doesn't look back. He's checking you guys out. Informs me that you have a track record of being able to get the job done. That's why you were brought in. He's also informed me about yourself, who looks over at Rue, was seen doing some constructions of the art. I prefer the term projections of the mind. He sort of takes that on board, kind of like, you know, sort of that, that lower lip out kind of nod, like, yeah. Interesting. 
he uh, sort of looks over and says, um, we also have an interesting story from a very large man. We might want to talk about that later, but privately. It's of great interest to me. I'm something of a student, as you may have noticed. Mm. And he uh, looks over at, at Karahad and he says, you are well known to us in a good way. I was actually surprised that you had taken up with these. I had heard of your contact with the lower classes in the city. And he looks over at uh, Gimble as well. Mostly through him. You know he sings stories about you. It's a rather fine one you told at the Guild Hall. And uh, he says, I'm told that you are not so bad martially yourself. I don't have much practice, but I've been getting better in the last couple of weeks. He's just going to look over at um, Bleak. He's a, he's a very judicious, judicious student. Hmm. Is that the right word? Studious. <laughs> studious. Yeah. Studious. Studious. And he gets up and he walks over to you, Gimble. Your possessions will all be returned to your course. Uh, doing the lot picks? Indeed. <laughs> As was our agreement. And he, uh, but uh, I had, I took the liberty of examining a particular item. And he gestures to the guard who sort of knocks on the door, another person comes in like a page and uh, your harp is in this guy's hands and he brings the harp over to uh, to, to Gareth Gimble's and just going to reach up and snatch it off the guard no then oh, come you, on. You'd, you'd have to cross the room to do so ah oh, fair enough so he said he brought it over they brought it over to Gareth he's, ah. he's, he says um, it wasn't mistreated I can't guarantee it's still in tune but uh, it wasn't mistreated and he runs his hand over it and says Gimbal's going to look a bit agitated. Yeah. So he runs his hand over it. So this caught my eye. And it starts to glow. This golden light comes off it. Just a little bit. Like it's caught the sun a little can bit. Can we all see it? You can. Can I roll yeah. perception to see if I know what he's doing? You can roll Arcana. Arcana then, whatever. Arcane. Arcana. Uh, Arcana. 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 Ten. Yeah, you know he's using magic. And okay. the, the, the light that's come off it is not um, a reflection of the, the morning sun. Okay, so he's going to be like, Gimbal's just going to say, what are you doing? I'm not doing anything to it. What you can see is a reflection of its potential. And he goes back and says, take good care of that. And gives it to you. Gimbal's going to snatch it and hug it. <laughs> <laughs> it is still perfectly in tune. Which is unusual, because you normally need to tune that thing every morning. Today, it's fine. So he's going to, to look around and uh, he says, you see our quandary. We cannot act officially. However, certain important people have been taken, and they must be retrieved. You want us to go and rescue them, but the night that you did send, or said you sent, you've not actually sent him anywhere, and he's probably your only chance of actually giving the people the revenge that they'll want after we maybe find these people. Precisely. Your involvement will be kept out of the stories, I'm afraid. I'm looking at Gimbal, when you say that. <laughs> Gimbal's not paying attention. Should sufficient time pass, however, I'm sure a legend or two might crop up. However, the Baron's involvement cannot be brought into it. But imagine the story. And he just sort of locks eyes with you for a second, just let you let that sink in. He says, I propose you be offered your amnesty this moment, in order to pursue the Taken. 
and you will be rewarded handsomely upon your return. After all, we could offer you amnesty and you could simply leave. Looking at Ripley. <laughs> However, upon your return, should you bring certain people back, there will be reward for you. Have you got a head count at this point as to how many people were taken? 37. It's a lot of people to bring back. Indeed. We are only interested in six of them. And he might that six. Yeah, what's so interested about this six? He will provide a written list at this point. Just out of his uh, sort of belt pouch, just pull out this small written list. Those aren't into these names will be the important ones. Give you this give this list to Root. So you're employing us for a job then? Yes? We will be rewarding you for service to the city, which you will undertake under your own initiative. I see I am yet to convince you. Rue, uh, do you want to roll to see if you know the names on this list? This is going to be a history check. Yes, 22. 22, hell yeah. You know all of these oh, guys. Uh, 23. No, 20. Sorry. Sorry, 20. <laughs> Simple <laughs> math. <laughs> I didn't even have... I'm fucking pick one. That's <laughs> number one. <laughs> yeah. All right. You are going to see these names. Mm. Uh, Helena Taran, who you know is the younger daughter of the head of the Traders Guild. You see the name Joe Gray, J-O, who is a baronet yet to inherit. He is uh, essentially in line for a, a baronetcy, oh, so the, the town of Bridgemead, and he hasn't yet inherited. He is too young. We actually have Amanda Gray as well, who is his sister. There is Gregor Kleeman, a name you've heard. You've, you know this guy from the circles you've been rolling in. Gimbal, if you, if you want to look at the list as well, you'd recognise that name. He, he's, he's a party guy. You don't know much beyond that. Is that he's, if, if there is a, a fancy party, he's there. If there's a not so fancy party, he's probably there as well. well can, we, can we say that I'm going to just like, sort of look over his shoulder and see what names I recognise? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I thought you could look over anyone's shoulder. But... Right. Well, <laughs> I'm sat on the high chair right oh, now. Right. I have to reach the table, remember? <laughs> okay, I, I'm, no, I'm just going to say, because oh. Ruse sort of made an effort to get some people, whereas you know, you've sort of had people in crowds. Cool. Um, but yeah, you definitely recognise that name. You also have Robert Dawson, and you recognise him as the sort of the son of the cousin of the captain of the guard kind of thing. It's like someone who kind of thinks they're important because they're connected. They kind of are a little bit, you know, that Gimbal would know that guy as well. Someone who sort of thinks he's important, likes to actually patronise the arts, whatever sort of, yeah. Mm-hmm. But he's a cretin. Um, and Sarah Frilton. Frill, Frilton. Frilter. Frilter. Yeah. Who is um, an elderly lady who actually runs a trading concern. Okay. And he says, if you can retrieve nobody but Gregor Kleeman, do so. I bet everyone on that list is wealthy or well-to-do or anyone other than a peasant. Well, there are 37 people there no, I'm who are interested in these people. I'm just curious why... You're so interested in these six people. Because they're wealthy and important. And poor people are not. Do you wish to discuss the sanctity of life in general? With which you'll find me in agreement, however practical matters say there must be priorities. As you said, it would be very difficult to retrieve 37 people unharmed. We cannot even guarantee that most of them made it out alive. They may already be dead. However, we must set priorities. 
surprised to see an assassin arguing over the sanctity of life everyone being important as, egalitarian as Lane can attest I would expect this gallantry from the mountain man named after a knight looking over at Karahad it just doesn't sit well with me that we're going after these just these six people and plus you are going after all 37 however those six are your priority and my, that one your priority over them my eyes go a little bit wide at the comment of him being an assassin because I knew that he was a criminal and someone to hire but up until this point I'm not entirely sure I knew that was his actual profession Gordon are you content are you content on giving away everything you know about me <laughs> to everyone nope and keep some things to yourself please indeed Lane knows how I work this is a job therefore my usual rules apply I get paid half up front, half when I deliver. Um, so he's, he's going to look over at Lane, and Lane just nods. Like, no, yeah, that's that's yeah, that's right. He's going to look over at Gimble. Would you like to take on this quest? And what would be your reward? I can name my reward. Yeah. Um, you can you can request your reward. <laughs> <laughs> Gimble's going to just he's going to say, "I made some friends in this town. I'd like to keep them." Patronage. Okay. I can guarantee that on your return, with sufficient editorial input, you will be the toast of the town. You will not have an evening to yourself. You shall be performing in the best houses to the wealthiest patrons. For a time, I will not make your career. The rest is up to you. And I will give you that opportunity. Gimble was just going to go quiet and sort of nod to himself. I was hoping you'd... Uh, Looks about that. And I am pleased that you are actually a halfway decent bard. That would have been a. <laughs> that favour would have been worth a lot more had you not. And he looks over at Karahad. And he says, You, what would your reward be? When I bring back the people I care about, I want to bring them back to a home. The Baron has made commitments <coughs> to rebuild within the city. However, and he looks over at. Uh, at Knuckles and he goes Oak. The Oak family will be provided with lodgings in the town. That's good for me. Just the town, land. You've got enough land. People, they have it. People don't own land if they're not noble. You cannot own land if you're not noble. You are. So that's why he says provided lodgings. You don't own your own place. No one owns anything if you're not noble. Yeah, you might get leaseholds and things like that, but the freehold is always a noble. So he has your ascent rate. And he looks over at Rue, and what would your reward be? Well, I feel going into this that you probably think you have us over a barrel at the moment. What with your guards and probably other guards <laughs> hidden away, ready to replace them if we were to take them out. Uh, he just does that, that kind of that nod, that really slow, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And that if we, you think that, just simply the fact that if we don't agree to this, you'll send us back to jail and execute us for whatever crime we supposedly did. <laughs> the cold-blooded murder of Boatman Barnes. If that's With what that dagger that we confiscated from you last night. Well, if you, if you say so. I don't say so. Our witness says so. Fair enough. But I want to make something very, very clear. You may have taken my weapons... 
He may have taken my equipment, but I am certainly still not powerless. At which point, I want to blast off an Elbridge blast. Just just up in the air, nothing, nowhere in particular, just to demonstrate that I've still got powers, even with, with all my things taken away from me. I'm not someone who's helpless. And you know. uh, So you want to make an impression with this? Yeah. Uh, do you want to go for charisma performance to kind of jazz it up a bit? Or do you want to go for um, dexterity sleight of hand so that this comes out of nowhere? I want to do this as a performance. Okay, roll it. And that is 13. 13, that becomes the DC for his wisdom save. Uh-huh. Uh, he's not impressed. So he sees this go up and it's, it's like his perfect Kilgore moment, you know, from, the, from Apocalypse Now. Yeah. Is it Apocalypse Now? I don't know. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. Yeah, yeah, explosion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just doesn't blink. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, this eldritch blast goes up, and you've you put a bit of juice into this. You know, you've kind of mm-hmm. like it's sparkly. You know, and um, it sort of goes up, and he doesn't even look at it go. He goes, indeed, a man of the arts is never truly disarmed. However, one can be outclassed. Ooh! <laughs> Shots burn. <Yeah>. Damn, son! <laughs> so, your reward? Well then, up front, before anything else, I want a pardon, or whatever it is you think I've done, signed, sealed, and delivered to myself. We have already agreed this. You shall be given pardons before you leave. Okay. Legal and above board. Excellent. We don't simply turn out criminals without the proper paperwork. Second of all, I want to make it quite clear, I've seen things in this world. Things that are far scarier and more powerful than even you. And as such, I'm not particularly scared of you, I'm scared of them. So I will do this, but I want you to understand I'm doing it because it suits my own aims, not yours. So you wish no reward from me? Oh, I didn't say that. Go on. Although he sort of looks out at the window and have all day. I'm a man of varied taste. <laughs> and varied taste requires money. Make me a substantial offer. There is a vacant property south of Bridgemeads. It has not been inherited and has uh, been part of a dispute. That dispute was ruled over and the land has been held by the Baron for distribution to someone he deems worthy and capable of uh, accepting responsibility. We had planned to include it in the title of our knight captain for his retirement. However, we're not going to make you a noble. Like, the data says, like, of course, like, dear God, like, no, why would you do that? However, the farm of Lansford will be yours. The farm being a term for... Uh, the income from that land. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, the tax collected off it. You would probably have to have some sort of administration role to do that. You'd have to collect fines. Like that. But you would have an income from farm, from um, uh, essentially, think parish. Um, so it's not a necessarily small place. Do you want to see if you know where that is? Yeah, go on then. Two. <laughs> what, what, what am I possibly adding to that? You don't even know where you are right now. Uh, that, that'll be a history. Uh, yeah, four. Uh, Gimbal and Karahad. You might know this place. Do you want to see if you know it? Four. Seven. <laughs> we don't know. 
Um, actually, Gimbal, you've passed through it, but you didn't stop there. So you, you don't know how big it is at all, because settlements in this place, they might be nucleated, they might be sort of like a you know, single hub, they might be spread out, so you don't know how big it is. And he'll say, it's a start, and it can be built upon. However, these things take time to capitalise, so as you're up front, as you wish, uh, it'll just sort of nod up and sort of look over at uh, Lane. Lane goes out of the same door the page came in from and is, is gone for about all of 20 seconds. And he comes back with a small pouch, about the size of a dice cup, so about you know, mm. 10 centimetres long, um, about sort of 5 centimetres wide, kind of thing, it's sort of a little, little tube pouch thing. And he throws it towards you, says, Would you find this acceptable? And it is full of silver and gold. Approximate value. Um, well, the currency of this of this land is silver. Was when I say uh, that are we talking gold or whatever? It's, it's, they're talking about gold, you know, silver yeah. uh, pieces. So actual gold is pretty rare still. Um, the value of that is going to be five hundred gold. Okay. Five hundred gold is a very substantial amount of money for you know a well-to-do peasant's lifestyle. That's a year's income. Okay. How much income would the farm roughly produce? You've no idea. Mm. Land is always good money, though. Yeah. You so, can't, I mean, I could, you, I you could sell it. No, you can't sell it because no, you won't own it. You would simply what? be diverted the funds. Right, okay. But I'd be expected to essentially run it and maintain it. and. You'd be expected to at least turn up once a year and appoint someone to do the money for you. Oh, you, okay. you would appoint <laughs> a reed who would go out and do the fines and things. You Basically, you, you would appoint a gaffer for the area or um, like a, a reeve... Uh, is supplanted by Shire Reeve at a high level, hence sheriff. Mm-hmm. So you, you, you're essentially the, the law, the law and order slash head honcho slash gaffer. I was going to say because as as a man who craves a new experience, sitting around a homestead looking after land doesn't strike me as yeah. a good way of getting out of the world. And you know, you know, f- you know full well that nobles are supposed to do that, and what they actually do is appoint someone to do it for them, and then go collect the money and go off again. Right. Okay. All right then. That seems acceptable. And he'll say that the. Uh, the documents will be waiting for you on your return. Malon, half up front, half later. That's your standard? Yes, that's my standard. Excellent. Would you come with me, please? Sure. And he stands up and he walks out. Um, you, you're all free to come along. Unless, of course, you would not like to go through what I know about you in front of these people. I think you've said it before, already. We going alone? Is that is that happening? Are you going to go through? Yeah, but I'm going to... Slide a fork up my uh, sleeve. Do me a sleight of hand, please. Ten. That's perfect, that's brilliant. <laughs> so I rolled low, but I still rolled higher than you. And as you sort of grab the fork and start moving it up the sleeve, Knuckles is just going to go... Bleaky, bleaky, bleaky. Can't blame me for trying. Um, I, I, I make a note of putting it down. And he, he says, uh, it says the rest of you, uh, I believe, Mr... I believe Malor would like to uh, have a private conversation with me for a, for a moment. We will be less than five minutes. Should we move all the five minutes? You are free to assume that something nefarious has happened. And, you know, he's, he's in good faith. And he's implying that the nefarious thing would be from Bleak, not from him. <laughs> he says, uh, I, I will, of course, be leaving some guards here. You'll understand, of course. We haven't quite pardoned you yet. Paperwork and all that. Uh, it says, would you come with me, please? And Lane will accompany you out as well, behind you. Cool. So they're going to lead you down. And they're going to lead you uh, down into the storage area. So it's in, into the actual sub-basement. 
and you can kind of tell that you're you're you know getting a bit cooler and a bit uh, you know it's, it's a bit more uh, musty in here. So you're down at the level of the river almost. They're going to lead you into a, a small chamber in the back, and there's a door, and you can hear some sort of scuffling sounds. And there's a, a very small chamber that you, you walk into, basically it, large enough that you can open the next door without having to have everyone move around it, mm-hmm. but only just. And the, the sounds of scuffling are higher. The second door opens. He says, Mr. Tallstag, meet Mr. Swiftier. I believe you're acquainted. And in a cage in this room is your brother, Faron. Okay. And he is going to throw himself at the bars. He's not restrained within that. So he literally throws himself, and you see that he is a dark grey colour. He is naked as the day he was born. All his scars all over him. New ones added that look like he's put them in with his own claws. And he has claws. Okay. His jaw is very much enlarged. His brow ridge... Uh, his forehead yes, is yes. Very, he's heavy. Lower incisors are jutting up noticeably. And as he's thrown himself at the bars and sort of backs off, obviously this is something he would do just to intimidate anyone walking in this room. His gaze goes from the, the two men in the room and he's, you see hostility. And it goes to you and you see no recognition whatsoever in his eyes. Okay. And he throws himself out through the bars, his arms coming through trying to get you, and just about reach you. And he's so, so fast, you do not have time to move out of the way. And he puts a scar down from your shoulder across your pectoral. Not a deep one, so not a deep cut, but he, he cuts you. Okay. And he's going for more. Okay. Also, I'm going to immediately recoil away from the, the arm. Because um, uh, what, what I'm going to say next was going to be base. I was going to ask a question actually. I can, I can pl- I'll, I want to play a cyber two ways. Either I know what's happened to him. You don't. And well, I, I know what's happened to him, and I know it's going to happen to me at some point. But if I don't, you do not know what's happening in this room. You've never seen this before. This is something has happened to him. You know something has happened to him, but you do not know what. We immediately look to Gareth. Is it Gareth, yeah? Yeah. What's up with him? Why is he like this? Where did you find him? Half now. Half when you return. And he is going to just leave the room. I will see you upstairs. Okay. Lane is going to stay in the room. Do you know anything about this Lane? Just shrugs at you. Now, not the time to be silent, Lane. You're in a room with what looks like a beast and a highly trained killer. Now is not the time for you to be quiet. The man did say. You know me. I put you in touch with the uh, with the employers. He's your employer. Half now, half later. Well, you can give me more than half, or I'm going to throw you at him. He says, "This seems like it's your payment. Seems like you really care about it. So this has value. I don't pay for the client. You know that." the rules. I don't know what, what's going on. And he looks at you and he's like, honest, I don't know. You have no idea how he got here or how he got like that? Do you even know who he is? I know what he said just now. I can know I what he said last night. Like... I can put two and two together. 
Yeah, you can, you can certainly roll um, uh, uh, Wisdom Insight. Six. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, he seems absolutely down the line. This is the sort of stuff, when, when, when you ask him on a job, is this going to get me killed? And he goes, might do. Like, you know, he is being honest. This is him being honest with you. How long has he been here? Do you know anything? All I know is what you know right now. I know what he's... He said he was your brother, didn't he? He doesn't look much, much like you. Honest. That's definitely him. My advice. If you want to know what this man knows, you do what he wants you to do. Is there any more light in here? Uh, no, there is a lantern that um, sort of took off the wall outside and brought in. Okay. Um, try, try, got feel. try and give more light on the lawn. See if I can look at him properly. Yeah. You, you can sort of just elevate the light. It's, just, it's a very small room. You, do, you don't get any more information than that. Okay. Do you want to roll anything on, on the actual yeah, firearm? Yeah. I want to see what he's doing now. How fresh are his scars? Perception. Eleven. Eleven. Uh, you can see that some of his scars are fresh. They're bleeding. Um, and you know there are some sort of pink scars. You know the ones that are a bit more jagged. The ones you would give yourself, um, according to your own culture, are constructed. They tell a story. You know, they're not just lines. But these even, are even you know even though it might be a straight line or something that's that tells you something. Um, a curved line tells you something, a jagged line tells you something. These are just the, animalistic. The, the wounds of a beast, yeah. Okay. Lane walks out of the room. I'll see you upstairs. Yeah. And you can tell that there is just ever so slightly a touch of sympathy in his voice. Dungeons and Dragons is owned by Wizards of the Coast. The game world is an original creation by Paul Bennett and Robert Sanderson. The song was Shards of Glass by Louis Barabbas and the Bedlam Six. If you want to get in touch with us with any feedback, comments, or just a random fact, it's swordnutradio at gmail.com, that's swordnutradio at gmail.com, or on Twitter at swordnutradio. Hey, if you want to give us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever, go for it. That'd be awesome. Thanks for listening. I'm a shit DM. I'm, I'm crap. Uh, this is what crap DMs do. But I can edit this out so it doesn't seem like it. Ah, oh, it's just gone out of my head. It's your world. I invented this goddamn world. Um, so are you making these up now? No. I'm reading the list here. Do you want to see the list? I, I believe you. Motherfucker. <laughs> um, <clears throat> actually, no. I'll, I'll write a class because we don't have guns in this world. Fuck. I had that fork and stabbed fork in the face. That wouldn't have been To be honest, I'd have rolled with that. Yeah. But. but I, I roll. I roll the ten plus. He has a bonus of two. Ah, right. Okay. I, I do kind of like. I don't necessarily write out the stats, but I do have it in my head. Like he will be this much above average. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, for all the rest of you, this is so out of character. It's unbelievable. Okay, you do not know this in any way. Is this even worse than it's possible? That's a good mic. How do you want to do this? Or at the very least, putting our fingers in our ears and playing. We're gonna make make tea. Okay. And get me one. On you go. <laughs> Take the fucking nuts with you. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. That's going on a bit. Was this meant to be old? Oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry. It, it won't be long. That's fine. In that case, I'm going to grab a handful of nuts as well. Do you want one?
Nej, det er ikke. Nej, det er ikke. Nej, det er ikke.